a second. Yeah, 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 I'm coming. Hold on. Ron? What are you doing here? There's something I need to tell you. Are we alone? Quick, grab anything you can. We gotta go. Is there a back door? They're coming. They're coming. Oh god, they're here. Go. Damn this wicked planet. Everybody, I want to uh, welcome you back to the Wicked Planet. And with me today is a recurring guest, a researcher, activist, freedom fighter, I like to call him, and uh, author, James Raguski. How you doing, Jim? I'd like to get some updates on the WHO. Well, you know, they're trying to make it a wicked planet, but I think you're wicked, if I remember from the time I spent in New England, is wicked good, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so uh, they're trying to make it wicked, you know, wicked bad. And... Um, Boy, uh, a lot of information that I'm pleased to be here. Thank you so very much, because I'm at the moment, you know, quite disappointed with, you know, forget the mainstream media. They're not going to talk about this. But, you know, the alternative media is busy being distracted by, you know, everything else under the sun. And, you know, the WHO is just trying to, you know, create a world government and make you do whatever it is they want you to do. Uh, somebody's got to start paying attention. So thank you very much for having me. Yeah, you know, I, I I try not to get distracted by all the other stuff that's going on. I mean, on our show, I, I do talk a lot. Uh, well, recently I've talked a lot about the situation in Ukraine and that whole debacle over there and and all the money that's being spent over there. But I, I don't get involved in any of the, the latest and greatest stuff that's going on, like with the influencers getting arrested or anything like that. I think that's all smoke and mirrors to distract people. But I like and, and, I like to stay on top of anything that has to do with the COVID agenda, which I feel uh, the WHO is is leading the forefront to bring us into a one world government right along with the World Economic Forum, which is not even a political entity, really. And uh, so so I like to try to stay right on top of this. And that's why I always love having you come on the show, uh, Jim, because you always have the information. I know that you work tirelessly on this subject oh i get i get tired but well, you're probably like the <laughs> only person i know that actually puts that kind of work into helping people wake up which is which is which is the title of uh, one of your latest substack articles that i urge people to go read amongst all your other articles so we're going to be obviously putting links to all that into the show notes but i wanted to get you back on because i know there was uh, the last time you were on, they were getting ready to uh, vote on some of these amendments that would uh, take away the sovereignty of of all nations, you know, with the exception of three or four. And th then I noticed that that all kind of went quiet, right? That was kind of kicked, kicked down the road. Well, we're down the road now. So that's why I wanted to get you back on 
and get some updates. And, and you're very concise about the information that you have. And, and I'm ready to hear what you got. Um, I, I will do the thing that um, the network news doesn't do. I'm not going to tease everybody and make you stay till the end of the show. Okay. And, and so I'll, I'll cut to the chase right now. And then we'll give background afterwards for people who want all the, the info. Yeah, sounds um, call me. If you have any questions, my number is 310-619-3055. I'm in California. Use any of the apps or a phone call or text message, 310-619-3055. All of the information is on jamesroguski.substack.com. And here's the, I'll try to do like a three-minute summary, okay? Um, next week, the January 9th to the 13th, Monday through Friday, the WHO's super secret international health regulations review committee, IHRRC, which is not a democratically elected anything. It's a bunch of cherry picked um, experts um, that answer only to the director general of the WHO. We know that they're having meetings, but they are confidential meetings and their lawyer has sworn them to secrecy. They are um, editing uh, what is currently a 46-page document, and it's all on my website, you can find it, which are proposed amendments to the international health regulations, which is existing international law that on July, I think it was 17th, 2007, the United States, their mission to Geneva, sent in a letter, said, yes, we accept the international health regulations. So we are a party, you know, to these regulations. They're legally binding upon all 194 member nations. And there's 46 pages of changes, additions that they want to make to the current 58 or so pages of the international health regulations. So suffice it to say, they are, you know, presenting a lot of changes. They're having these week long meetings. And then they have a self-imposed deadline. Sunday, the 15th of January, they want to submit it to the WHO because that's within the four-month advance notice prior to the 76th World Health Assembly, which is May 21st to the 30th. And that's when all of the nations send their delegates. And they could conceivably um, adopt all of these many changes. So then the next, you know, I'll ask your next question for you. Well, what are the changes, right? Um, first and foremost, they want to institute a um, global digital health certificate. They want to change nine of the articles and three of the annexes, all detailing things like, you know, a passenger locator form and a vaccine certificate and a prophylaxis or prevention certificate or a recovery certificate, um, essentially destroying your um, unalienable right to privacy as is supposed to be protected by the Fourth Amendment. The federal government, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt because it's on page 60 of the International Health Regulations, they know that the federal government cannot impose any of this upon us because of the 10th Amendment, which the Constitution did not give the federal government the authority to oversee health in any way. That is a state 
and and we the people right you know anybody knows the tenth amendment any rights not given to the federal government are reserved for the states or the people respectively so you know that's up to us right so these negotiations stomp on your unalienable right and 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 also they want to um have censorship um, built into this they want the who to get you know hundreds of millions of dollars to police social media and and stop you know false information all that kind of stuff um which is essentially stomping on your first amendment right so many many things you know nearly everything about this document um is stomping on our unalienable rights and freedoms and the most egregious part of it is the delegation from India submitted proposed changes to Article 3 of the International Health Regulations, which when I first read it earlier in the year, I was like, well, these, you know, this isn't so bad. It, it currently lays out the fundamental principles of the International Health Regulations. And the first principle states very clearly currently that they must be implemented with full respect for the dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people. And when I read that earlier in the year, I'm like, sounds good to me, okay? Well, the Indian delegation would just literally cross that out and change it. And so it, it would no longer need to be implemented with respect for your dignity, with respect for your human rights or your fundamental freedoms. And, and that's kind of all you need to know. It's like, oh, well, if we cross that out, we can just do whatever the hell we want to people and not have to worry about whatever they might have to say about it. And and so one of the things that they want to do, um, I believe this came from Bangladesh. Uh, it's a new Article 13A. They would want to give the director general pretty much dictatorial power to commandeer, that's my word, right, um, manufacturing let's just say in country A, if there was some, you know, proclaimed emergency, they just say there is an emergency, the director general would set up um, a, a plan by an allocation mechanism, I think they call it, where he could, he could say country A has to have their manufacturers make this and give it to country B. Okay. And it's, you know, I'm I'm not a fan of you know communism, but it's you know boy that sure sounds like Marxist philosophy to give a dictator mm. um, control over the means of production. Wow, you know, never mind that whatever they might make that they've made over the past three years didn't do any good. It actually did a lot of harm. Okay, um, the whole idea is in my and this is my opinion everything else i've said so far is you know you can just look it all up it's all just factual stuff my opinion is people are very confused about what they call pandemic response products or you know preparedness response products um masks and gowns and you know all, all those tests and genetic sequencing and laboratory equipment and um drugs, you know, that are this, that, and the other to do, you know, things like remdesivir and midazolam and um, molnupiravir and, and, and Paxlovid and all those sort of things. Um, not to mention the, the jibby jabs, right? Mm -hmm. um, 
those don't make people healthier. None of those things actually improves health. There's absolutely no discussion about early treatment with safe essential medications that have been around for decades. There's no discussion of you know, any kind of the treatments that doctors use to actually keep people out of the hospital and keep them out of the morgue. There's no vitamins, there's no minerals, there's no food, there's no nothing, right? Um, it's all about pharmaceutical products. And so what I see this as is just a money grab and a power grab tied up into one to feed the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. Now, they love the fact that they can just say that there's an emergency, right? Everybody gets all, you know, scared. Not, not so much anymore. People are coming, you know, becoming numb to it. But the director general can declare currently, as he did with monkeypox, right, um, what they call a public health emergency of international concern, P-H-E-I-C, fake, right? And everybody knows that's a fake. Oh, there's an emergency. Now what they would have is the ability to tell country A, well, you've got to make these things and give them the country B. And we've got billions of dollars coming in through all the funds that they want to set up. Well, I'm, I'm stealing their acronym. Um, Public Health Emergency of International Concern is a fake. And they want to give it and spend the money on the fake cure, which is the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. It's crony capitalism. It, it, it's not going to make anybody healthier. It, it's all so that they can have control and money going to um, quite frankly, the disease um, industry, where, you know, if people really think about it, most medications are actually just meant to hide symptoms. And all of the jabs that everyone's gotten, if you look at it the way I've looked at it for decades, um, it's really just a customer acquisition program. Okay. Healthy people got jabbed with something that turned them into, you know, many of them, lifelong patients, lifelong customers of the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex. They want to jab everybody up in nations who didn't get as many jabs because, you know, the EU and Canada and the United States and Australia, they bought like, you know, 10 jabs per person. Okay. And the more uh, poor nations, the less wealthy nations, amazingly are like, oh, well, we didn't get as many jabs as you did. And that's not fair. That's not equitable. They're not their people, but their officials are arguing not for human rights and dignity and fundamental freedoms. They're wiping that out. They want equity and equity means money, right? If you look at stock market, they call them equities, right? Sure. If you look at your home mortgage versus, you know, value of your home, you got equity in your home. Equity means money. And so what they're arguing for are not rights and freedoms and dignity. They want money so that they can manufacture all this stuff in their home country and force it upon their people, um, which, you know, the people are resisting. But when you listen to the people in these meetings talk, you're like, wow. I mean, they are just not in touch with regular people at all. And so um, – the media is not going to tell you about this. Thank you for you and Wicked Planet for, you know, let me talk about it. We can go on for days. They're having secret meetings um, from the 9th to the 13th. They're going to submit this on the 15th to the WHO. And then my guess is they're going to just try to keep it as quiet as possible until May. And they keep saying, you know, to be fair, they keep saying 
that they have no intention of passing it this May, that they're shooting for 2024. Well, the Indonesian health minister kind of let the cat out of the bag a couple of months ago. And he said, oh, no, 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 we want to get this, you know, digital passport rolling in 2023. So, you know, who's telling the truth? You know, what's really going to happen? It, it doesn't matter when they want to pass it. No, the answer is no. We're not, we're not, we're not having it. And, and the ultimate answer is exit the who, because any nation, any organization that would, you know, facilitate this money grab and power grab um, and ignore, you know, and not really ever talk about health, only talk about surveillance and monitoring and, and, um, you know, setting up a whole new bureaucracy um, to control our lives as if those attempts with lockdowns and, and, you know, mandates and, and the one I never could figure out is curfew. It's like what, you know, the vaccine's not out at night or it is out at night. Um, and, and, you know, walking into a restaurant and then sitting down, then you can take the mask off. I mean, the insanity of what they've done is so obvious to regular people. And even to the point of they had a meeting, they called it their um, informal focused consultation. And they had their first one on September 21st. And the moderator asked their panel of experts, what metrics could we enforce that um, would, would make it so that nations would be prepared for the next crisis? And the expert made my jaw drop. The expert said, well, you know what? We, we don't really know. Um, the, the metrics that were in place prior to 2020, you would have thought Italy and Spain and Portugal and Germany and the UK and the United States, you would have thought they would have done great because they had all the money, all the you know, hospital and, you know, workers and doctors and stuff. But as it turned out, you know, the poor nations did a lot better. And they're scratching their head going, we don't know why. Okay. And, and they literally, their experts told them, we don't have any metrics by which you could obligate nations to meet and, and, and reasonably say, yes, they're better prepared because number one, you don't know what the hell's coming. Okay. And they just, oh, okay, whatever, you know, erase, erase, you know, don't, don't, but don't talk about that. And, our, um, article six, I'm not sorry, not article 16, principle number 16 in the proposed pandemic treaty, which is a separate something, right? It, it says that all guidance should be um, backed up by, you know, peer reviewed, double blind, placebo controlled studies. Okay. Well, if you read the 32 page proposed pandemic treaty, which they call them, they made up a name. They call it the conceptual zero draft. Or if you read the 46 page um, proposed amendments to the international health regulations, all you really got to do is go down to the bottom and you won't find a single footnote. There's no justification. There's no science. There's nothing. Right. It's just bureaucrats and technocrats who think they know better. Uh, wanting to tell everybody what to do. You know, what I found interesting, Jim, is that a lot of these countries, you know, getting back to what you were talking about a few minutes ago, like take Haiti, for instance, and some of these African nations that didn't receive the amount of, uh, of uh, you know, the pandemic response products. Okay. Pandemic response <laughs> products. I like that. 
Yeah, you can say that. That that won't get you bleeped at this point. Yeah, these countries that didn't receive them uh, to the degree that you know all the other countries have, their uh, instances of people being sick were extremely low. Which which is the same thing I think that people that don't watch TV or listen to mainstream media, I th- I think their sickness numbers are pretty low too, right? So. So there's an indication right there that not only are people, I think, psychologically being tricked into thinking they're sick, but the point is, is that, is that people that have resisted, and there was a fair amount of uh, leaders in African nations that resisted, that you know, had they they died suddenly for a different reason. Yeah, yeah they they, they died suddenly years before that was a thing. Yeah, so let's didn't. so let's talk a little bit about the implications of the world health of the world health uh passport. Because to me that's that's more that's more like uh okay, so where's your papers? Oh, well you were sick here, uh we see you didn't take any uh pandemic response treatments and uh and we don't want you traveling. This to me sounds like another way to lock people down, keep people from going anywhere, but they still expect you to make money and pay your bills. And this is kind of like, we know that they're going to have a problem pushing the climate, uh, the climate uh, change or whatever they're calling it now uh, agenda, which they, which they're talking, they want to lock people down for uh, charge people carbon, uh, you know, give everybody a carbon bill for how much carbon you produce, you know, on an individual basis which is just another tax this this uh having to provide all these medical records at an instant right so this is where i where the i think the big push for everybody to have a smartphone is because uh, well actually let me let me let me dig into that because um, okay. this is this is really complicated and um I, I'll, I'll try to sift through a lot of the craziness um and please realize everybody that this is not just a United States issue, okay? Because even if I got my, you know, fondest uh, wishes to come true and the United States said, take a hike and we actually exited the WHO, it's still a problem, okay? Because if the other 193 nations fall for their power grab and they all require a digital health certificate to travel. Okay. You know, if, if I was trapped in the United States, you know, things could be worse. Right. But if you want to travel or if you need to travel for your business, um, if the rest of the nation, if the rest of the world is gone crazy, all right. Um, you're stuck in the United States unless you do what they want you to do to have that QR code, you know, pop up green when you scan it. Mm-hmm. Now, they're smart enough, you know. I, I got to give them credit. You know, they're um, they're slimy and slippery, and 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 you know, they are covering many of their bases. Uh, yes, for convenience' sake, you could have a QR code on your smartphone, and that'll give them all kinds of other tracking and tracing and all that sort of stuff. But you know, they're going to insist upon a, a paper backup, right? You know, you can have a QR code identifying you on your driver's license or your passport or your just a piece of paper saying, "Hey, you know, here's my QR code." Right. Um, and, and and so just, you know, thinking you're going to have some special phone or you're not going to have a phone or you're not going to download the app. Now, nah, that isn't going to be good enough. Right. And even if the United States said, no, you don't have to. Well, how are you going to go travel? Okay. Right. 
and 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 so this is a you know this is a human issue this isn't a nationalistic issue but i can speak intelligently you know more about the united states every nation has their own you know certain little specific things this is at the very core a fourth amendment freedom of privacy issue in the united states you know i haven't been to a doctor since i was 19 I don't show up in any of their databases. I don't exist as far as the medical establishment is concerned. Okay. But most people are hooked in, right? But your data is not maintained in one master file because the United States is not allowed to do that. The federal government is not allowed to do that. Now, if you play in their game, right? I'm 63, you know, when I'm 65, you know, do I want to play in their Medicare game? Do I want to give them my data? Do I want that to happen? Well, anybody over 65, I'm going to say 90 plus percent of them are, you know, all their data is available to Medicare, right? Um, if you're in a state run, you know, Medicaid or here in California, Medi-Cal system, um, you know, all your data is in that database. If you're in a private, you know, um, HMO or PPI, or you get whatever kind of, you know, whatever it is you get, if, if you're with Kaiser Permanente or you go to the Mayo Clinic or whatever, you know, in the United States, it's both good and bad. Our data is a mess. Okay. And that's why we can't get any good, true facts out of the government because the way data is collected in the United States is a hodgepodge mess. Okay. But that's also good because. Well, you know, how, how, how is the WHO going to access all these many databases, right? And so, boy, there's a question, right? If this were to be implemented, how in the world would all of these many entities in the United States coalesce? And what the word they like to use is interoperable database systems, okay? Now, if you're in um, United Kingdom, you know, they have the National Health Service. If you're in... Um, uh, Canada, they have Health Canada, right? You know, they have nationalized healthcare. They have nationalized database systems. They're going to just say, okay, great. You know, everybody gets QR code, bada bing, bada boom. Their private data is now immediately available to the world, right? What's going to most likely have to happen in the United States, um, not that this is going to happen, not that we can allow it to happen, is either each of these individual entities have some kind of um, database um, overhaul that would give your private data to anybody who wanted it when you were traveling, okay? Well, hey, uh, read the Fourth Amendment again, please, okay? Um, that's private. Right, but it's only private if you say, hey, my data's private. Now, what many people have probably done is they checked a box somewhere and they said, yeah, uh, you know, I'm participating. And they didn't read the fine print. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and so, hey, people, y'all better wake up. Um, we all know about big data. We know Google. We know Facebook. We know, you know, Twitter. I mean, all big data, big data. Well, who, whoever you um, deal with, with your health records, okay, um, you better get control of your own health records because you know it's being sold. Um, you have to, you have to defend your right to privacy. Nobody's going to do it for you. 
right? So that was okay. one of my questions, Jim, is your your medical information right now in the United States is a total cluster. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, where I where I go to the, you know, the hospital in the capital city here, they can't even talk to <laughs> they can't even talk to the hospital that is literally across the street from them. Because it's a different one is one is, uh, you know, this one and the other one is uh, attached to Dartmouth College. Right. right. But they they can't they can't communicate with each other. So there's an example right there. How how really it being a mess is actually in our favor as far as far to a degree, as to a degree. personal yeah. personal data is concerned. However, if if it goes the way that they want and it would have to. It would be the only way they could implement a, a worldwide digital passport is that all of this data has to go into one pot that every country has access to. Right. So that means um, people in China could could hack. I mean, everything's hackable. Well, they, you know, the way they could the, get your information, health insurance companies could get your information and base your base your rates on that information. Right. So, I mean. You're talking not only a major, like just HIPAA violation, violation of our right to privacy and everything like that. So unless all these countries get on board and the United States says, yeah, well, we'll give that to the WHO. We'll let them have all of our private medical information so that they can implement this program that's supposed to keep us all safe and all healthy when in fact, they don't care about any of that. You touched on something earlier, preventative medicines, uh, medicines that you can take that that we know work, that were vilified, literally taken off the shelves because they knew that if there was any type of medication that could fight this virus that came out of Wuhan, then they would not have been able to release their pandemic response products now you know even if even if they were talking about health in these meetings okay that there would still be a problem but there's no discussion i mean i don't even refer to the international health regulations by their official name i call them the international surveillance regulations because that's what they are if you read them you're like there's there's no talk about health there's no doctors there's no you know treatment protocol no none of that okay now one of the big things that i skipped in the beginning and bad on me for skipping it um they want to make this all be legally binding okay Mm -hmm. now it is legally binding but the current regulations are implemented with respect for your dignity and your human rights and your freedoms and for the most part the who just makes recommendations take them or leave them okay but the wording now would change that. They scratch out non-binding. So now their recommendations essentially would be dictates. Mm-hmm. Okay. The word shall, if anybody's familiar with legal, you know, there's a difference between shall and must and should and may. Okay. Well, there's 263 instances of the word shall in the amended um, amendments that are proposed so it, it would transform an advisory body into a totalitarian dictatorship we have spoken and you must obey mm-hmm. okay and and so 
part of what the current recommendations are, which would then be commands or dictates or orders, is, you know, the WHO could recommend currently that, oh, you know, you require vaccines or they could recommend quarantine or they could recommend treatments, right? But we've seen legislation in New York, we've seen it in South Africa and Western Australia, where they're crafting either regulations or legislation to give some unknown health minister, you know, who's not um, accountable to anybody, supposed authority to demand that you get a shot, demand that you take a drug, demand that you be put in quarantine, okay? And that's where this could, you know, that's where they want this to head. And, and so coming back to the database systems, it's on the individual person, okay? Um, call up your doctor right now, call up your clinic or wherever the heck you go. And you go, look, um, I need to understand what my rights are, what my agreement with you is in regards to my private health data. Because most people have probably messed up, right? Out of convenience, you're sick, you, you, you go in, they have you sign in on some electronic thing, you click the little checkbox, and you didn't realize you just gave away everything, okay? Because mm -hmm. you were sick and you needed help and it wasn't the right time. So you click the button and you gave it all away. Well, they okay. like to rush you too. When you first go in and, and you, uh, like I recently had a CT scan okay. and, uh, and not only were they a half hour late from my appointment as I sat in the waiting room, but when you first got there, Oh yeah, come into this little room here. Oh, you do this. Yeah, no, just do this, do that, do that. Oh, what time is it? Okay, we're gonna get going. Yeah. So it's almost and, and, like they rush you through it, and you're like, okay. Oh, okay, well, you trust. You want to be able to trust your doctor. You want to be able to trust your medical provider, right? Well, stop that because you can't. Okay. And, well, that's that's what I was. Yeah. That's where I was. And and, and it's not because of the person. It's, it's, be, it's because of the system. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and so right now would be a really good time to go get a handle on your personal health records. Now, the other part of the mess that's going on here, okay, and it's just astonished me from the get-go, right? Uh, you know, I don't know, because I haven't done it, but I, I guess a lot of people um, went to a local pharmacy and, you know, got a pandemic response product, okay? Mm -hmm. um, and, and somebody signed a little something, okay? And it's just, it's just amazed me how just, as somebody who like tries to back everything I, I back, back everything up every I, I try to take everything that I do and back it up with facts and evidence and data okay I mean they have no idea really how many people have gotten the pandemic response product um the data collection is a mess I mean right. you know people who are not doctors you know um, doing this to people, write a little card you got i mean you know fake cards all over the place that didn't go into a database system you know hopefully you know hopefully nobody really knows what your status is okay but you know think about all of the data that you as an individual person have neglected to defend your right to privacy okay now i get it your doctor needs to know what's going on with your health stuff. Okay, fine. And a hospital, whatever. Okay. But you can bet your bottom dollar that you didn't read the fine print when you checked the box. Okay. So call them up, make an office appointment, go back in and you go, you know what? 
I need to know what you're doing with my data because I'm concerned that my data is going to be used to control me. Okay. Now, what, what they want to be able to do, and, and this is really tricky, right? They're sly. They're sneaky. They're really good. Okay. They're going to appeal to the people who have all of these pandemic response products, and they're going to say, well, if you get this digital ID, okay, you'll be able to live your life. And those people are going to say, okay, I already got my thing. Um, I'll, I'll accept that. And they're just not going to be thinking ahead. It's like, well, wait a minute. They've got 500 things in the pipeline. I mean, the Agenda 2030 talks about 500 vaccines. Okay, there I said the word. They're not vaccines. You know, they've turned them into genetic um, altering injectables with all kinds of toxic junk in them. Those are not vaccines. They're not gene therapies. They're patient acquisition products, okay? You get one of those, you're likely to have some problem in the future because of one of those. We've been and so And so now you're back, you know, how many people do we know who, you know, took all the precautions, they got all the pandemic response products, and they're sicker than they ever have been in their life, okay? They've, been, they've taken healthy people, injected them with pandemic, I'm sorry, patient acquisition products, and now they've got patients that are clogging up the hospitals because they've got all these things that nobody's associating with the things that got injected to acquire new patients, right? Some of the healthiest people in the world are no longer with us. Mm -hmm. and, and many of them have lifelong problems, okay? And, and so they want to make it so that some bureaucrat somewhere in Geneva or wherever can say, oh, well, you know, we see by your QR code that you're not up to date on all these many things, okay? And so you can't live your life unless, well, if they can't access your data and you go, look, that's my private information. You're not allowed to ask me for my private information. You're not allowed to discriminate against me. And you know, in the United States, the core comes down to, if you realize um, that there is a spiritual war going on, and, and you know deep inside yourself that um, you've got a deeply held religious belief to fight back against this, okay? The laws of the land are such that people cannot discriminate against you based on your religious beliefs. If they attempt to do so, they are committing a crime. And so you want to get out your phone and you want to go, hold on a second, um, I just told you that um, I have a deeply held religious belief and, you know, what I have done with my body is private based on the Fourth Amendment. And you're discriminating against me because um, I'm keeping my private matters private. And I've told you I have a religious belief. What's your name and your contact information and your Social Security number? Because you're going to be hearing from my lawyer because you are committing a crime. OK, now, until people realize that they have to stand up for, I'm not saying it's easy. That's really hard to do when you're in a car accident and you're showing up at the emergency room. Okay. You got to think ahead a little bit, right? You have to, you, you have to craft your own document and you have to make them sign it in advance so that your 
interactions with your healthcare provider are on your terms, not theirs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now that's work and nobody wants to do it. And then everybody cries after the fact, oh, you know, they really screwed me over. Well, you know, your rights don't protect themselves. You have to protect your rights. And so this is these agreements that they're negotiating and talking and submitting and, you know, maybe going to be um, adopting in May, possibly. Um, number one, give away sovereignty that the United States um, does not have to give. This is a state's issue. And the federal government has no right whatsoever to give it away to a foreign um, intergovernmental body. Right. And they know that. Right. In 2007, when they agreed to the current um, international health regulations on page 60 and page 61 of the IHRs, go look it up. The federal government said, well, you know, we're agreeing to the current rules. But, you know, we're a, we have a federal organized government with individual states and you know the federal government really can't do anything so we can try to um, influence the states to follow our advice but we can't make them do anything okay and so people in each individual state need to get all up in the face of their state assemblies state representatives senators by whatever name they go and um, encourage them to do something similar to what montana has done which has passed a law for Montana that says vaccine passports? No, we don't think so. The government can't do it and, and business can't do it either. Now, some states, and, and this is all coming on an article that I have on um, rejectdigitalenslavement.com. Uh, so rejectdigitalenslavement.com, you can see it, it'll be published in a couple of days, um, has all of the states and all of the status of all of the states. Some states, have either had um, executive orders or they've passed legislation that says, well, the government can't require um, you to have a passport to get services and things like that. Um, very few of them have said, you know, no passports at all. And, and a lot of them are already implementing voluntary digital certificates, right? So they're, they're all on board, okay? So y'all better pay attention to what your state um, is doing to actually be ahead of the curve to be implementing these digital health certificates before the WHO even gets around to doing it. Okay. So, you know, there are many states who have done it on a voluntary basis. Most of those states are blue. I think all of them, right? Um, oh, it's so convenient. You know, just go get your shot and take your certificate and download this app and okay, you're all good to go. Um, they've got people prepped for the future. You know, they're probably already, you know, uh, WHO compliant. Right. You know what really surprises me, Jim is, is how many people were willing and able and just go right along with it and just do whatever they were told that would, that would, be in agreement with this digital passport. And and that is the... Well, they, they sell that. It's going to make your life easier. You can travel. You can do this. This is the same way that they sold the pandemic response products. Yes. And people um, sucked it up. And now we're seeing all kinds of problems. And people are still ignoring. I call it the herd of elephants in the room. <laughs> the doctors are baffled in quotations. 
And I don't understand why these people can't see it. It's very clear to me. But this is the problem that we're having. You're not, I mean, we try to wake people up and we try to advise. Let me, let me, let let me jump on, let me jump on that. I'll be a little bit rude. I'm going to jump in and talk all over here. Um, I absolutely hear you. Okay. And I have a different view of how to approach what we do with this. Okay. Um, Number one, I already mentioned, you know, understand what the heck they're doing. Right. You know, be aware, spread the word. Thank you very much for having me. Number two, take charge of your own personal situation. Um, Most people do not in advance have, you know, medical directive paperwork where they know what they want. Right. You know, do not resuscitate or don't do this or don't do that. Or, you know, so and so if I'm unconscious, they get to make, you know, decisions and all that. Um, People have to have personal responsibility for controlling their own personal interactions with whoever they're dealing with in regards to their health. If you just check the box, you know, you've just made a boo-boo. All right. I'll just say it that way. Don't, don't blindly walk into the system thinking that the system's got your best interest at heart. They don't, right? You have to be proactive and, and, there's many, many things, you know, that need to be done there. The big issue is, and I see this all the time, please don't try to talk to brick walls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Share the information with people. Okay. Ask them what they think about what the WHO is doing. There's a lot of articles on my Substack, and there's a monster coming Um complete everything you need to know all in one place um, about this, share the information with them, whatever, you know, share this video, whatever it is you, you care to share with them and just say, look, what's your opinion about this? And if they say, Oh, that looks great. The WHO should be in charge of everything. Um, Oh, we need to have a digital passport. We need to have the wealthy nations give products to the poor nations upon the dictates of the dictator general. And, you know, lockdowns were great. You go, oh, great. Thanks for your opinion. I appreciate it very much, right? Put them on your naughty list like Santa does, okay? Mm-hmm. And and safely walk away, right? Share this with everybody else. And when somebody goes, oh, this is horrible. Oh, my God, what are we going to do? Put them on your nice list and build that relationship. Let that other relationship wither, Okay. You, 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 if it's family, friends, whatever, you know, have the relationship that you are able to have with them, but give it up. Don't waste your time trying to change their brick-headed mind. What we need to do is find our allies, find people who realize that if we don't act now to wake, you know, to, to uh, organize people who see the danger in this, Good luck trying to change minds. You're wasting your time. Spend your time identifying people who want to work to stop this, and you'll find them. There are many of them out there, okay? And and so the point is, same thing with Congress, okay? Congress is making a nice mess of things right now. Oh, my God. Granted, okay? But within the insanity that is government, within the insanity that is Congress and the state legislatures, don't try to change, you know, oh, I got to get this person, you know, um, 
share the information with all of them, identify how they respond, and work with the willing. Okay. Now, I'm about to publish another article, same thing with um, alternative media, right? Um, alternative media is dead silent on this. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like, hey, guys, um, you want to talk about this? Or do you want to talk about, you know, whatever sensational thing is distracting you from totalitarian dictatorial control of your lives going through a process nice and quietly that they're telling you what they want to do and you're paying attention to whatever the heck else, you know, this, that, and, I mean, you said at the beginning of the show, this, that, and the other celebrity or this, that, and the other event. Um, that's how they distract everybody from the meat and potatoes of, we're oh, you know, we're just trying to change the international health regulations. And if a majority of all of the nations can be bought off and vote yes, um, there's no uh, advice and consent from the Senate needed. There's no signature needed. The signature happened back in 2007. Right. Okay. This goes right into effect. And most people won't even know that it happened. Okay. So I, I, I suggest you start paying attention now. Thank you very much. Um, give me a phone call anytime. 310-619-3055. Jamesroguski.substack.com. J-A-M-E-S-R-O-G-U-S-K-I.substack.com. I've, I've got all kinds of different articles. You could go to stopthewho.com, leave the who, leave the who.com, exit the who.com, um, stop the, stop the amendments, stop yeah. the amendments.com. My favorite, um, screw the who.com, where there's a couple of hundred videos that people have made. Okay. About talk talk about that, Jim. I was going to ask you about that on the screw the WHO, uh, W, uh, screw the who.com. Yep. Yeah. You actually have a setup where people can send in videos with their thoughts on this. And We've I, had, I thought that that was a great idea. Well, you know, it was a great idea that um, came from the WHO. I just borrowed it. Okay. Um, they were playing a, a, a little trick on everybody. Um, I'm going to rewind it a little bit. I think we have a little bit of time to talk. Uh, we, got, we got all the time you need. Okay. I'll, I'll rewind it all the way back to um, April. Right. Um, I first found out about this uh, when they were trying to do it earlier in the year, in March, started making us think about it. And on April 7th or so, they announced with like about five days notice that on, I think it was a Tuesday and a Wednesday, the 12th and the 13th of April, they were uh, accepting public comments. And I submitted my name and lo and behold, um, I got to speak directly to the WHO uh, for two minutes on a Zoom, right? And it's up on their website. Um, that was really entertaining, okay? Um, I, I ripped them a new one, uh, go listen. And um, it was it was interesting because the next four or five or six people didn't show up. And so they had, something went wrong with their camera systems when I was done talking um, I took my head, I took my headset off and I tossed it down, kind of like, you know, drop the mic and walk away. And for five or six minutes, they had a still video of my dining room. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. Okay. At the same time, we got 33,884 people to submit written comments. Okay. They hid those written comments for months. They finally revealed them. It's up on one of my Substack articles. 99.9% .9 of the people said, we don't want anything to do with this pandemic treaty crap. Okay. Well, you know, 
what their response was when they analyzed that was they immediately canceled their next public comment period. And on the page where that was scheduled in red type, they said, well, you know, we want the public comments to be in support of what we're doing. Right. And you just go, that's not how public comments work. Right. They only right. want to hear, they only want to hear from people that support them, right. not people that have questions for them that maybe, you know, have are, are on the fence on whether they want to support them or not. So in September, they had scheduled for the last two days of September, another public, um, I think they said public forum or public meeting or something like that. Well, they did a tricky move as expected. And I think it was on September 7th, quietly on one of the pages of their websites, which I check all the time. They said, oh, well, you know, they didn't come out and say, we're not going to have a meeting on the 29th and the 30th. What they said was on the 7th, they said from the 9th to the 13th, like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, people could go to this website on the WHO, hold up their passport or ID for verification purposes, and then record a 90 second video that would then be put in a compilation video and they would play one three hour video compilation on the 29th of September. And then they would play a separate one on it. There wasn't any like public comment. They were just collecting videos, right? Well, um, I knew that a lot collecting of people, weren't, <laughs> they, they weren't going to want to put their ID up, right? M many people did. We had, a, we had a couple of hundred people who did. I did. I totally ripped them a new one. I'm, I'm really happy with what I was able to say to them. And to their credit, they published it, okay? But I set up so that other people who didn't want to do that, but still had something to say, um, recorded videos. And so there's more than a couple of hundred videos that people um, recorded that are on screwthewho.com, all right? And, and so I encourage, you know, now the topic is a little bit different. You know, now it's the amendments and, and exiting the who and, and forget the 90 second limit, okay? And, and you don't need me to facilitate you taking your phone and recording yourself and posting it on whatever platform you want. Um, but by all means, um, share the link on Screw the Who so other people can see what you have to say, okay? And and that's what I encourage everyone to do. It's like, go to my Substack, read the information, learn as much as you wish to learn, call me directly if you have questions so that you're well-informed and you know what you're talking about because you know what they're trying to do, but then let them have it. You know, get get out your camera, take a video, post it on whatever platform you want. I would suggest not posting it on YouTube because that'll just cause your channel to disappear, right? Yeah, that's, but that's but say say what you want to say and talk as long as you want to talk, okay? And share that with everybody you know, right? Share this video, right? If if you want to be involved in censorship, okay, then when you're done watching this video don't share it with anybody because effectively that's the same as censoring it. Okay. But you can share the, this little media. I mean, this video is a form of media and get out your um, cell phone and go down your contacts list and just text it. I mean, I know it takes a little bit of, of time, right? Um, when I have something that I really want to share, um, you know, after dinner, I'll be there all night 
until I go to sleep, sharing it with everybody, right? And it's actually kind of fun. You wake up in the morning, you turn on your phone, ding, 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 ding. You know, everybody's like, oh, thanks for sharing that. Oh, I, I had no idea. Wow. Now you'll get a few where people go, oh, stop sharing this crap with me. I don't believe any of this. Hey, put them on your naughty list. Don't waste your time. Right. Okay. You'll you'll get, I mean, I get a lot of love and 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 thanks and and people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna tell everybody about this. What we the people need to do is to realize that the media is not our friend, they are our enemy, right? Alternative media, pick and choose. Everybody's been silent for the most part. Okay. Um share this video with every alternative media outlet you can imagine and say to them, Hey, wicked planet is covering this. How come you guys aren't talking about it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Share it with all of the friends that you can send a text message to get out your email contact list and share this with everybody and realize that most people are going to be, eh, eh, whatever. Cause that's most people, right? Right. Some, some people will give you pushback. And they'll be like, oh, oh, this is crazy. I don't believe it. Hey, I got all the documents. This is evidence. This is just talking about what they're doing. Just put those people on your naughty list and 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 don't don't waste your time. Okay. But there will be people who go, Oh, oh, thank you so much. And and the word will spread. And those are the people that you want to build stronger relationships with. You wanna you wanna Send them an email back. Thanks for watching it. Thanks for looking. Thanks for caring. You know, um, how's how's the wife and kids? How's the job? What's new with you? You know, what's your priority? What are you doing? You know, let's let's stay in better touch. Let the relationships that need to wither and die, let them take on whatever character you can, whatever relationship you can have with those people who don't want to hear it. Maintain that level of connection to them. But build better relationships with people who, you know, are are not a brick wall. Don't don't try to talk to brick walls and convince them to, you know, pay attention. It's a waste of everybody's time. I think right? by now, I by think... now, if they're if they haven't gotten it by now, you think another, you know, yeah, and I know everybody wants to try to save, you know, their best friend and their family members. But what's more important is building new relationships with people that want to communicate and that's what i advocate you know is share this video with i'm, I'm going to publish probably tomorrow a big old list of like 600 alternative media platforms who have been silent and okay maybe they just didn't get the memo right so send in the memo and then send it to them again and send it to them again and go why aren't you talking about this why are you talking about all these things that are distractions Okay. Some, some of the things are important. I, I, I'll give you that, but you know, you got to at least spread the word about this. You got to tell people what's happening. They're having secret meetings to take over the world. Mm -hmm. I kid you not. Okay. So, um, you know, give me a phone call 310-619-3055, jamesruguski.substack.com. And, you know, hopefully um, the word will spread and people will realize that this is something that we need to pay attention to. Yeah. You know, Jim, that's why I always like to have you come on the show because uh, you lay it right out there and, uh, you know, you just give give the people the resources to look at. I mean, just people could spend some serious time on your sub stack because I know if, that if, I, if, if you go to stop the amendments dot com. OK, um, I think at the moment there are 14 separate actions that you can take. Um, 
with the push of a button, you can send a pre-written email to every member of Congress, knowing full well that most of them are clueless, but maybe a couple of percent will, 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 will thank you. They'll be like, holy crap, we weren't paying attention to this. We're busy doing all this other crazy crap. Okay. Um, there is a small percentage who would be considered allies, right? Those are the relationships you want to grow. Okay. And, and so, um, you know, state legislatures, governors, um, attorneys general, but more importantly, just people, just, just tell people, hey, look at this. What's your opinion of this? And the people who get it um, are the ones that you want to build stronger relationships with. You know, let everything else kind of fade. There's only so much time in the day. You can't do everything. Um, so, you know, find out who is um, awake and aware and is somebody you don't have to agree with them on everything but if you can find something that you agree with them on work on that with them rather than waste your time talking to people who just don't want to hear it well i can tell you from my experience that uh i've been in this i've been doing this now for a couple of years we're coming up on our third year on the show here and i can tell you that my circle on one end has gotten extremely small while my to to go to what you are saying mm -hmm. my other circle of people that are awake that are willing to share information willing to talk to you mm -hmm. i've had several friends that you've been on their shows uh mm -hmm. through, through uh meeting with us mm -hmm. and uh in this in this circle is is gaining ground right it's getting yeah. bigger and bigger and bigger and, and to get back to other alter, uh, alternative media, you know, a lot of these alternative media outlets, I feel just in my opinion, they're nothing but clickbait. That's all they are. <laughs> they want they want you to know what's hey, going on with this with this, this uh this is, guy. This is fantastic clickbait. Okay. Yeah. All you gotta do is take the image of the changes that they want to make to Article Three. Hey everybody. The WHO is proposing amendments to cross out respect for your dignity, your human rights, and your fundamental freedoms. Mm -hmm. Let's have a discussion about that. What do you think? Okay, yeah. that's they, they've given us the best clickbait I could possibly imagine. Oh, they want to have digital health certificates, and they want to put the director general in charge of the means of production of pandemic response products while giving themselves billions of dollars. Karl Marx um, would have really you know, like that. Show, you know, um, you know, show at eleven, right? News at eleven, right? Come on, come on down. Watch our watch our conference, okay? Um, this is an amazing story. So clickbait the daylights out of it. What are you waiting for? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get right on it. You know, and I've been right on this right along. Uh, ever since I started this show, I've gone heavy against uh, uh, against the the agenda that's being pushed on us. You know, it was uh, you know anything to do with the World Economic Forum. Anything to do with uh, the WHO? The first podcast I ever made an appearance on, the subject was "Have me on to beat up on the WHO," <laughs> and, and, that, and that's what I did. So I'm I'm sticking with the game plan. Uh, I know a lot of people, uh, one of my co-hosts included. You know, oh, I'm tired of talking about that. Well, you know what? You it don't just got to, interesting. It just got interesting. You don't have to talk about it because I'm going to. Uh, so, so James Raguski, I'd like to thank you once again for coming on. I do 
want to get you back on before the vote in May. Because oh, sure. I, I know the last time that we got together, we were, uh, it was right at the height of when they were going to do the vote and then the vote was kicked down the road, right? So the the road, the road ends in May, right? So this is the next time that they're going to be voting on this. It's, it's the next time that they will be able to vote. Yeah. Um, and ideally, um, you know, we get them to kick it to the curb again. Yeah. Well, let's hope, uh, let's hope we can uh, wake some more people up and I'm going to uh, be putting all your Substack stuff, uh, obviously in the show notes. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to work on getting this video out in the next couple of days, but Hey, you know, I, I just want to say thank you to you because Whenever I have approached you to come on, no delay. You're like right on it. I'll come. Uh, it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. I super appreciate that because what you have to say needs to be heard uh, again. And I want to thank you for coming on to Wicked Planet, uh, James Raguski, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you again. Thank you much.